At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Aloha, everybody! Here in lovely Hawaii... Doing the show here today. I wish I had a better background. I'm in a, I'm in a room right now. But if you are a subscriber, video.f4wonline.com. Tonight's Brian and Vinny show. I have a special scenic location that I'm looking to, uh, to broadcast from here tonight. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hello to all the Twitch homies, top tier YouTube subscribers. Can't believe we're somehow on the air here, but we are. And it is Thursday on this program, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Not the least of which is uh, my new cameo. Have I told you about that yet? I'm kidding. It's not the top story. Obviously, the top story, the departure of Cody Rhodes from AEW seems to be heading to WWE here very soon. We're going to talk to you about that. We actually talked a lot about this a couple of days ago, and uh, Dave and I talked about it last night. Still a lot of uh, questions about why this happened, what's going on, what the plans are for Cody. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. He was mentioned on the AEW show last night. And it was just like if you uh, have ever watched UFC or Bellator, they reference somebody who's left. And it's not like that person never existed. They mentioned that there had been a dog collar match before. There's been one dog collar match in the history of AEW, and it did involve Cody. And so they uh, they mentioned we're going to have a second one, and the first one involved Cody Rhodes. And, like, nothing in it. Uh, he hadn't left. Nothing. So... Interesting the way that they handled it. Uh, not an angle, in case any of you are uh, still on that on that deal. We got uh, ratings for the Valentine's Day edition of NXT. Last show on Sci-Fi before they return to the USA Network. Jake Atlas will be undergoing surgery for a torn ACL. We've got an update on the Elimination Chamber, including, yes, a really stupid stipulation for a match. And so much more. We're going to kick it off after the break with Mike Semper Vivi. So stick around, everybody. Back in a moment. Wrestling Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. we got a lot of news to get into here today. Don't we, Mike? We do. Yeah. 
I uh, I didn't hear your show yesterday, but I did hear Shock. about the highlight, which was uh, what do you mean? I'm in an airplane. I did hear about the highlight, however, which was that uh, Filthy Tom suggested that now that Brandy is gone from AEW, that the Brandy Page Van Zant feud continues on in bare knuckle fighting. Have to say, I never thought of that one, but I laughed. He got me, and he rarely does. Usually, Filthy Tom is all about uh, jokes that aren't funny, but you know how it is. Did you buy a That's shirt same. from him last night during the meet and greet? I wasn't. I wasn't around. Mm. But I hope. I hope he did very well. Hey, listen. I want to read some here because I got a lot of questions about it, and uh, I want to make something clear to everybody. You know, I've said before that. Uh, you know, how come uh, you spoil this for? How come you're spoiling that Ronda Rousey is going to wrestle with one hand tied behind her back? Uh, but you didn't spoil that uh, that CM Punk was going to debut in Chicago. Well, first off, we talked about CM Punk debuting in Chicago for, like, weeks. I didn't know for sure, but I presumed. The reason I didn't tell you for sure is I didn't know for sure. So, anyway, I want to make it clear that I don't know for sure all of the situation involving, involving Cody. Uh, Dave decided to tell the world yesterday that I've been in contact with Cody. And, uh, I mean, I, I sent him a picture of my kids. But, like, I didn't ask him about all this stuff with why he left AEW and where he's going. Because you want to know why? Because he ain't going to say anything about it. All right? He's not going to say anything. But there was an article that came out the other day that uh, got a lot of press. And I want to read part of this. All right? It says, when it won, what at one point... Felt highly unlikely will apparently become a reality. Cody Rhodes is returning to WWE after being an integral part of AEW since its 2019 launch. Uh, Justin Barrasso reported the news Wednesday saying that, quote, sources close to the situation have confirmed that his next destination will be back where his career started in WWE. No time for him given. Reports speculated Rhodes could begin filming vignettes at the Performance Center as soon as this weekend. The sources also say that Cody's wife, Brandy, is not expected to join him in WWE. If it is that, if that is the case, it's unknown where her in-ring career would continue if she wants to pursue it. I thought we got that. I thought we made that clear as bare knuckle fighting, right? Barasso's sources also said that Cody's wife Brandy, not returning, noted that Rhodes' May 2016 departure was due to creative differences with his portrayal, specifically the Stardust character. Those issues, quote, will be a non-factor in his return, where he's expected to have a far different relationship with the writing team and Vince McMahon. It says the report pointed to a specific area of friction regarding Rhodes losing booking power over time. Quote, while Rhodes was never intended to overstay his welcome in the world title picture, one key factor that led to his exit was losing all responsibilities involving booking. Uh, that is a role where Tony Khan, who is head of creative, has taken full reign. Originally, Rhodes was part of that process. As great as Dusty was as a performer, his contributions as a booker are an integral part of his legacy. For Rhodes, AEW represented another chance to pay homage to his father as a booker, while also further cementing his own legacy. Losing that opportunity in AEW hurt Rhodes more than any loss he suffered in the ring, wrote Justin here. Now, I've had a lot of people saying, Clearly, that came from Cody. That's what they've said. Now, listen. All I know is this. I don't think Cody's talking about any of this to anybody. Maybe he is, but I don't think so. All right? 
I, I am totally hung up on this because people keep bringing it up. You're telling me, okay, that Cody was not allowed to book in AEW, so he chose to leave to go somewhere where he's not going to be allowed to book. This doesn't make any sense, okay? Now, do I believe that he was upset that he no longer had the ability to book programs? Sure, I'm sure that he probably was upset about that. Do I think that that is the crux of the reason that he left AEW? No. What do I think is the crux of the idea? And I have not heard anything from Cody about why he left. But let's look at this logically. What is the crux of the reason that he would leave this company? Well, I believe that, ironically, because this was his idea, uh, he did the stipulation where he was no longer going to ever fight for the world title. And uh, he was a multi-time uh, TNT champion. But unless they were going to do some sort of storyline to break this stipulation, which, by the way, in storyline he came up with, so they could have found a way around it. But he wasn't going to be in the world title picture. And Cody was doing things for AEW. But was Cody a tippy-top guy? Was he the top guy in the promotion? No. When you watch the show and you see the rise of of MJF and you've got Brian Danielson and you've got CM Punk and you've got John Moxley and all of these other guys, does anybody think that at any at any point in the foreseeable future, Cody was going to be the number one top guy in AEW? No. Do I believe that he believes that he can walk into WWE and either on the Raw or SmackDown brand be the top guy on that brand? as I'm about to sneeze right here. Yes, I believe that he believes that. So number one, I think he thinks that by going to WWE, he's going to have a better spot, okay? I also believe that not only is he going to have a better spot, he's probably going to make more money because they're going to throw money at this guy. So they can say, we got a founder of AEW. We got a VP. That is worth millions of dollars a year those two things those two things are the reasons that i believe that cody left aw and he's going to wwe however the the cards may fall i don't know as i said to dave last night everyone could sh like sure that this whole thing is going to fail listen vince is out of his mind you guys may all be right okay but if vince has this much of a clue okay this much which is not a lot He's got to push this guy to the moon because if Cody jumps ship to WWE and he's in that Stardust costume or he's doing jobs left and right, if he's a failure, nobody is going to want to leave AEW for WWE. You want MJF? You want Sammy Guevara? You want Wardlow? You want whoever? Dude. They ain't going to think about this if you get Cody and you screw this whole thing up and you bury this guy. So it is in their best interests to push this guy to the stratosphere. So in a few years, when these contracts come due, these guys are going, man, I can make more money and they're going to push me to the moon. So anyway, that's my uh, quick Cody speech. Anything to add, Mike? I, uh, I just don't see how that benefits anybody that comes after him anyway you know even if they are successful with cody even if he's got a successful voyage there i don't see how that changes anybody else's trajectory or really changes anybody else's mind i mean you can make a claim as to why it would but where's the 
I, 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 Let me ask you a we'll question. see how the whole thing plays out, but we, Tom and I talked a lot about this yesterday as far as maybe some of the pieces that are, are moving in different directions here. And we'll see if this is really about money or what this is exactly about, because it's interesting to see what he's giving up as far as things with Turner and things like that. And who knows how they'll go, but I, you're asking a lot, you know, Can I out ask of WWE. You, a you, you really are. And I, again, I don't know how that changes anything for anybody that comes after him. I don't know how Mike. that, like, if if Cody Rhodes goes back to a place that he's been and everything, let's say everything is great for Cody, but his status quo with the rest of the company, how things have been going, Sammy Guevara is going to want to jump over. MJF is going to want to jump over. It's just, I don't know. The one thing that they can offer for sure is money. That's for absolute damn sure what, what Peacock and what other things that, that Cody Rhodes and his family could benefit from being under that umbrella or being away from where they are right now, I don't know. But, if you know, when it comes to the wrestling aspect, you, you got to prove it to me. We'll be back in a moment. Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VV, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Mike! What? I'm going to ask you a question here, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this question. You're telling me that you don't think it would make any difference whether Cody is pushed or not pushed when it comes to whether anybody else would want to jump ship to WWE. Is that what you said? I can't no, believe I that you say would that. say that. No, I didn't say that. What did I just you don't say? see how it's going to benefit anybody that greatly. And when people don't just look at individually what happens with Cody, who's got a history there, who has some value to him there, how does this benefit everybody else, per se? You know, because of Cody Rhodes gets treated one way, Eddie Kingston is going to want to jump over. They're going to have interest in him. They're going to know what to do with him, with Darby Allen, with MJF, with Sammy Guevara, with a lot of people. Sure, it might look better on the surface if Cody goes over there and is successful, yes, but you have to look at everything individually. You have to look at history. You have to look at a lot of things here. So just because Cody Rhodes, even if that goes all that well, 
Uh, Ali re-signed, and we saw how happy he was. Uh, FTR at one point, or not FTR, but Gallows and Anderson resigned and then were cut right away. I mean, yeah, they're sure. If one person, it goes well for them, okay, that's great, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything goes better for anybody else at all. I mean, you can theorize and go, well, yeah, if this happens, then this is going to be good, but then you look at the history of who you're talking about. Well, and- obviously you have to look at the history. But, but I mean, well, then what are you, then what are you really saying here? Let's go back. Let's go back to 1995 when uh, Kevin Nash was a failed WWE champion. Scott Hall was just a mid-card guy who'd been the Intercontinental champion. Lex Luger was doing nothing to the point where they didn't even bother to re-sign him to a contract. He's just working without a contract. Scott Hall jumps to WCW. Big money, big push. Scott Hall jumps at WCW, big money, big push. Lex Luger jumps at WCW, big money, big push. Everybody wanted to go to WCW after that happened. It's not Chris 1995. Jericho, Chris Jericho was, was, they were doing nothing with this guy. He wanted out. He jumped ship to WWE. He gets the huge countdown clock. He gets the giant debut. He's going toe-to-toe with The Rock. Everybody wanted to jump to WWF. If Chris Jericho would have jumped over to to WWF and done a job for Taka Michinoku his first night in, and they buried him and he was a geek, blah, 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 nobody would have wanted to go to WWF. Obviously, obviously, if I'm Darby Allen, if they sign Cody and they give him $10 million and he beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, if I'm Darby Allen, I'm still not going to WWE because I know there's not any chance because I'm small. They're not going to do anything with a guy who's the size of Darby Allen. But if I'm MJF and I'm a top guy in AEW, and let's say I'm making a million dollars a year, and my deal comes up in 2024 or whatever, and WWE comes, they go, you know what, we're going to give you $2 million a year. If I'm MJF, and I look and I see that they screwed up Cody and did nothing with him and had him doing jobs and he's a geek, I don't even think about it. But if I see that they push Cody and he was a top guy and he's been a top guy ever since he jumped ship and they're offering me $3 million and I know that they did something with the last big name that jumped, I think about it. Do I do it? I don't know if I do it, but I think about it. If Cody's buried, I don't even think about it. So it is imperative that they do something with Cody. Otherwise, nobody's going to even think about going over there. If they can't do something with Cody, who do they have over there that should go, you know what, maybe they do something with me? Nobody. Maybe Wardlow, because he's a big jacked-up dude. I know they want Wardlow. But it is imperative that they book Cody well. Same reason everybody wants to go to AEW right now. Same reason, like, Ruby Riot wanted to jump ship. They weren't doing anything with Ruby Riot, and she saw the opportunity for money and actually being used on the other side. And you can go down the list of guys that went that way because there was a benefit to them going that way. But what's the benefit of going to WWE if they can't figure out anything to do with Cody Rhodes EVP? There's no benefit. No one's going to think about it. They have to use this guy. I, oh, yeah. Well, if you're going to sign somebody, then, yeah, you should probably go ahead and use them. I still don't see how this ultimately at the end of the day will benefit anybody else. Again, it, it clears the track a little bit, but, you know, there's a lot more to me that goes into this uh, with a lot of other people individually than than with Cody. But ultimately, we are going to see how 
this is going to benefit him and what he is able to do, because we've talked about his interests that are adjacent to and that are individual from pro wrestling, and he has those things. One thing for sure is he is walking into a situation when coming over to the NBC Universal streaming service in Peacock where the Bellas, Miz and Maurice, I mean, he's got benefits now already that have shown themselves to be on Go Big Show and on Roads to the Top, even though that, that was AEW associated. I mean, to me, that is where the draw is for WWE because I think... Ultimately, even if Cody gets treated great, you kind of know what box you're going to be in from a sports entertainment point of view and what your art is inside the ring. That is going to change. Regardless of, of Cody and what they let him do or what they don't let him do, the styles are completely different. But where WWE may be able to be a benefit for some people is because of associations with Fox, associations with uh, with. Uh, Peacock and NBC Universal, where some of those things that he obviously likes to do, some of the things that come from that charitable works and a lot of things that open up different doors for you, that's very important to him. And for people who that life is important, people who want to get in the movies, people who want to do more with TV, that's where WWE may be the ultimate benefit for anybody who is on the fence or is somebody that feels as though that they are going to be able to function maybe at different levels, but will be able to function fine individually in both systems. So to me now, it, it, you know, as we get into the future and as we go along with these companies and we see what they're about and how they're built, it may come down to also how much can I do, where can I ascend to there that's got nothing to do with wrestling, but has got some things to do with securing my future in other ways. Saturday, we have got the Elimination Chamber show, and it appears to be, and until this is announced on SmackDown, it's not official, but apparently their idea is that, and I don't have any idea why, Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya Deville will have the stipulation that Ronda Rousey must wrestle with one hand tied behind her back. What? Why? What? So listen, obviously because Sonya Deville is involved, uh, a person who doesn't watch the show could say, well, she's the heel GM. She's going to rule that Ronda Rousey has to wrestle with one. Dude, on the show Friday, they did an angle where Vince McMahon sent word that Sonya Deville was abusing her power and that if she didn't watch herself, she was going to find herself in serious trouble. So now you're going to go to the angle that she is demanding Ronda Rousey wrestle with one hand tied behind her back. doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's an it's a useless stipulation, and I'm disgusted I even had to announce that. It's a stipulation just to do one. That's how she gets her revenge on Ronda. That's the best she can come up with as in a, a WWE official is, hey, you're going to wrestle a match with one hand behind your back because the owner of the company won't let me suspend you. Okay. That's interesting. Look, just also, where has some... Vince been? I mean, he's he's been on Raw with Austin I'll say, because this has been going on for how long? And I thought he was having uh, phone contact with these people anyway. I mean, he was having it with Adam Pearce. So why all of a sudden, why now is Sonya Deville do, apparently doing something very evil to Naomi, somebody who she's been, what, on about this now for, what, six, eight months, whatever it's been? This person just figured out that Sonya's wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Sonya Deville is wrestling in Saudi Arabia. 
And uh, this person here knows that the uh, the storyline is that because Sonya has her arm in a sling, Ronda has to put her arm in a sling. Well, first no. off, why is Sonya wrestling if her arm's in a sling, number one? Number two, how about the other person not having to wrestle with their arm in a sling? This is stupid. One thing is for sure. I mean, I know a lot of people may come down because they have their own thoughts on Sonya wrestling in Saudi Arabia, but I got to say, for her personally... Kudos. I think it's ballsy. Uh, I can give you, and I'm sure she can give you every reason in the world not to go as a uh, a lesbian woman uh, going over to that country and performing, but she's doing it. And, you know, away from the company, away from anything that it may mean, uh, I can see, you know, her point of view and going over there. It's a, again, it is a really something i think for again it, it's i know they're going to say they're claiming they're changing the world with all this stuff and all that's garbage but i think from an individual point of view you know kudos to to her because she doesn't have to do this i can see the reasons not to do this but i can also absolutely see the reasons to do this and to try to in your own way stick it up the rear end of a, a government that probably doesn't like you a whole heck of a lot i think is uh I think that's so. That is a way to do something. It really is. I think in her, it takes a, lot, a real set to do it. The rest of the show has Lashley, Lesnar, Rollins, AJ Riddle, and Austin Theory for the WWE title. We got Bianca, Rhea, Liv, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Alexa Bliss for the women's title shot. So the uh, winner gets uh, Becky Lynch. We got Roman Reigns, Goldberg, Universal title. Becky Lynch, Lita for the Raw women's title. Lita's already announced. I got nothing booked after this show. I don't want to give spoilers or anything. Usos versus Viking Raiders, SmackDown Tag Team Titles, Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, Falls Count Anywhere, and Rey Mysterio and The Miz. Back in a moment with the Dynamite Report, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I don't know where Vinny's at. I'm trying to find out where this bloke is. Is he supposed just... to be on? Uh, is he on the right island? Well, no, but they showed they showed up last night, and I know they went over that place, but I haven't seen him all day, and no one's answering my text. So I may have to do a uh, welfare check here. Uh, be like real careful before you go over and do a welfare check. Try to exhaust all the other options first because you don't want to, you know, bust in on anybody. 
Hawaii. Find out if he's alive? It's vacation, you know. Maybe he just doesn't want to be bothered. Bro, it's 12.39 Pacific right now. Like, yeah. It's, it's the afternoon. He cannot possibly still be sleeping. Maybe he's not All sleeping. Right. Maybe got, he's uh... out with his woman somewhere enjoying himself, not trying to think about watching wrestling and reviewing it with you. The car's here. So they're not out. Maybe he went for a walk. Maybe Talk about this dynamite show. And... Sure. Okay. Without his phone. CM Punk came out to open up the show, and he did a great promo talking about MJF. I had a picture of MJF, young MJF and CM Punk when he was a kid, and he pointed out that, you know, that was, uh, was the greatest day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. And it's going to be the greatest day of your life, or the bloodiest day of your life, coming up at the pay-per-view. But for me, it's also just going to be Saturday or Sunday, whatever the day is. Anyway, the point is, he kept bringing up Roddy Piper and how MJF wants to be Roddy Piper in Portland. So... The stipulation for this match is going to be dog collar match coming up at the pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Dog collar match. Sorry, I didn't want to jump How in How can you keep moving your mic out of the way? Because Golly. it's an AEW review, and you usually want to have these, so go ahead. Have at it. People have not heard from you in like 48 hours here. They want to hear from you. I know, so but I also haven't heard from Vinny, and I'm getting a text right here to make sure he's all right. Cool. So, well, is he okay? I don't know. I haven't heard from him, but I heard from Rod. Well, as you do that, I did like the way that CM Punk uh, emphasized, will you be my Valentine? And then Tony Schiavone said it because, yes, Roddy Piper did have uh, dog collar matches in Portland, had some great bloody brawls with Buddy Rose, the Sheep Herders, people like that. But he is most famously known for, in his babyface form, the dog collar match with Greg the Hammer Valentine that began way back in 1982 when Ric Flair and Greg Valentine rammed his face into the concrete and scraped it all up. He was looking for revenge, and obviously that Piper-Valentine feud is pretty legendary. Those dollar collar matches are legendary, and I think a fine choice for a guy with MJF who keeps running away. I think it was a cool thing to do. All right, back to the show right here. We had uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian backstage, and they're talking about the uh, the three way at the pay per view, a three way wrestling match, I might add. Uh, it's going to be uh, there's going to be two battle royals. The two winning teams will be facing Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy in a three way, and uh, Jungle Boy made a comment about winning battle royals, and he patted Christian on the back because this is a two year storyline at this point. Or Christian Cage will finally screw Jungle Boy for throwing him out of that battle royal a year and a half ago or whatever it was, a year ago. Brian Danielson beat Lee Moriarty. Thought this match was great. Killed this poor bloke. They gave Lee Moriarty a lot, but he wasn't winning. And he took a beating, and it was it was glorious. And then afterwards, he called out John Moxley. He wants an answer to whether or not the team. And John Moxley came out, and he did this fabulous promo. And the gist of it is, if you want all the details, if I can find Vinny, we're going to do uh, Brian and Vinny's show tonight talking about all the details. But gist of the, the story here is that he has never beaten Brian Danielson. John Moxley has never beaten Brian Danielson in his career. And he said, you know what? I thought about everything you said. I thought it would be awesome to team up and do all those things you talked about. But I'm not sure if you want to team up with me or if you just don't want to wrestle me anymore. So essentially, it looks like John Moxley and Brian Danielson are going to be having a fight, a bloody fight 
And after the fight's over, we'll find out if they end up teaming together. I am totally fine with this. If you want to team these guys together, knock yourselves out. But I want a match first. So it looks like we're going to get it. Wardlow beat Max Caster. Face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but my presumption is that Wardlow wins. And uh, he gets the TNT title. And MJF wants him to hand that title over. And he doesn't. And that's going to be the end of that. But we'll see where it goes. Hangman Page promo. Adam Cole showed up. Adam Cole buries a guy, points out, I've been all over the world. I've shared a lot of locker rooms with you. We were roommates. But everywhere I've gone, you've always just been known as the other Adam. So, of course, Adam Page is furious, and he wants to fight. And Cole, wait a second. I respect you. I think that one of these days we're going to have a great match for that championship. And when we do, may the best man win. And he walks out, and he's got a smile on his face. And, of course, it's a ruse. Uh, Red Dragon attacks Page. They beat him down. Cole runs back. It's a three-way beating. Dark Order makes a save. They needed some reason for Adam Cole to face 10 on Rampage. So what they came up with was 10 beat up a bunch of security guards like a madman. I guess this was explained on uh, BTE, but it sure wasn't explained on Dynamite. Santana and Ortiz beat Jericho and Jake Hager. They had a good match, and at the end, out came Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston distracted Chris Jericho. And Jericho ended up going for the Judas effect. He missed. Santana hit him with a lariat. Pinned Chris Jericho. So it appears this split is pretty much, uh, I mean, I can't say it's inner circles for sure done, but it looks like they're done. And we'll have to find out what happens with, uh, with, um, you know, what's his name? Who gets custody of Jake Hager and his Merlot Not Caprice? Not Jake Hager, but uh, Sammy Guevara, because he wanted yeah. them to figure their S out or he was going to quit. But, yeah, Jericho did the job here and then had a big brawl with Eddie Kingston, so it appears that they are going to be having a match probably at the pay-per-view. We have a lot of matches, it appears, coming up for this pay-per-view, and it's looking like a pretty good card. Thunder Rosa beat Mercedes Martinez in a no disqualification match. Way better than their first match. They had that lame DQ finish. But the lame DQ was done to set up a no-holds-barred, anything-goes, hardcore match. And Thunder Rosa beat her with a Thunder Fire Driver, Fire Thunder Driver, Thunder Fire Bomb. She dropped her on some chairs, pinned her. And then afterwards, Britt Baker and the crew came out and... uh they got in the ring, and they wanted Mercedes Martinez to beat up Thunder Rose after the match, but she wanted nothing to do with this, and so they attacked her. They beat her up, and so we got a lot of things coming. We got, obviously, the tag match here that I'm sure could be done on Dynamite or Rampage. We got the championship match with Thunder Rose and Britt Baker, I'm sure, coming up at the pay-per-view. So a lot of good stuff there. Malachi Black video with Brody King. There's a third guy coming, rumored to be the former Buddy Murphy. Now, Buddy Matthews, I don't like it. I want to see I want to see that match, Malachi Black and, and Buddy Matthews. Because you know what? They had a match on Raw, two of them actually. They were two of the best matches on Raw in like all of last year. And uh, to think that they would be able to do that match with zero restrictions in AEW, I think this needs to be like CM Punk and uh, – or not CM Punk um, – uh, John Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson. They need to fight, then they need to team. So I can and I tell you what, fight. 
just throw this in there, too, for anybody that's looking for some old audio to listen to. Uh, Buddy Matthews' appearance on this program talking about some of those matches, the one at the Garden, the ones on TV, all that stuff with... Uh, and some of the, 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 the responses they got and some of the, the thought behind those matches with Malachi, I, I would strongly suggest anybody that didn't have a chance to hear him on here with us go back and listen to that show. I thought it was great. And then the main event, actually Rampage first, we've got uh, Adam Cole versus, no spoilers, Adam Cole versus 10, Jay White versus Trent Beretta. Serena Deeb with a five-minute challenge against some local geek. And we do have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin face the Revolution qualifier, which that one's not uh, immediately obvious who's going to win. So at least we got one that uh, just reading the lineup, it is not spoiled. And then next week we got uh, House of Black versus Death Triangle. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho face-to-face and the tag team battle royale for the top contendership. Main event, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Man, these guys had a great match because it is it, two guys it's impossible for them not to have a great match, and uh, it was awesome. Then uh, Jose got involved, Jose, and got on the apron. Sting yanked him off, goes to beat him up. Referee's distracted. Andrade shows up, hits Darby Allen with his iPad. Sammy Guevara turns around. He sees the guy on the thing all knocked down. He's like, nah, got to do what I got to do. Hits him with the uh, GTH, pins him. And then uh, Matt Hardy runs down to beat up Darby Allen. Sammy Guevara chases him off. Uh, Andrade whacks him with the iPad, poses with both of the TNT titles. So obviously we got the face of the Revolution ladder match, and like I said, I think Wardlow's probably going to win and end up winning the TNT title. But, I mean, there's so many things that they do where I look at this and I think, you know, Darby lost because of Andrade. Like, Andrade wants the titles. You could have Andrade beat Sammy. And then Darby gets his revenge on Andrade to win the titles back. I mean, there's so many things that you could do with, with everything that they do here. But uh, we'll see what happens. Face of the Revolution ladder match coming up. And the winner is going to get a shot at that title at some point. I thought this was an excellent show. Yeah, I thought it was a really good one as well, too. And it makes a lot of sense with Wardlow to go ahead and win. He gets that designation on the pay-per-view. Not only that... It gives the re another reason for MJF to cause some havoc and demand the title, and then that split happens there. It makes complete sense. Um, interesting to see what they'll do with MJF and CM Punk as well, too. I assume this is an official match. The dog collar match has long been one of the times where they will turn out the lights and they'll make it lights out. They'll make it unsanctioned. It will be interesting to see if they do something to move things into that direction by the time the pay-per-view rolls around. Just add a little bit of drama and danger to the match as well as, again, just, just something that you can set up that you can do there where it won't affect anybody's record uh, in case you wanted to have Wardlow be the one that puts the, the big mark on MJF here coming up as the official loss. Since they do like to do that, you can debate it. We talked about it with Orange Cassidy and with Adam Cole. We talked about it in the past with Thunder Rosa and with, um, uh, who was it? Britt Baker, I think it was in that, in the, uh, unsanctioned match. So they are willing to do that. So it'll be interesting to see if they play that aspect of things going into that match. I presume you guys talked about this NXT 2.0. We did. Yeah. Didn't do a great number. Are you guys surprised about that? You shouldn't be. 
If you are, you're not much of a listener. The show did 525,000 viewers, which was up 31.3%. I suppose you can celebrate that uh, if you want to, but that's because the last show did 400,000. 18 to 49, a .11, uh, which if you throw out the .07 that they did last week, uh, ties the lowest uh, 18 to 49 demo rating for any WWE show ever, so not really anything to celebrate there. 48th on cable, and uh, yeah. Raw actually did shockingly well, but this uh, NXT Vengeance Day, still not a good number on, on sci-fi, and, uh, you know, ad nauseum. Why the hell did they run this show on sci-fi? Why didn't they just wait a week? Anyway, back in a moment with more Observer Live. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. This paper pinch you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in the eyes and the looks to kill. Time is... Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sembervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. You'll be pleased to know Vinny's alive. Finally found him. Where is he? Apparently he's over in that guest house there. Slept for over 11 hours. Who does that? Sure anyway. he was. Never mind. We'll, uh, we'll be back tonight on the Brian and Vinny show from a special location. I've got it all. I got it all set up and ready to go for tonight. Talking AEW, NXT, and more. And uh, Brandon Thurston here. AEW Dynamite last night. 869,000 viewers. 406,000, 18 to 49. 0.31 in Oof. persons, 18 to 49. Dynamite's lowest total viewership since December 1. Lowest 18 to 49 since December 15. Maybe that guy who emailed the Observer Show last night was right. Everyone quit watching because Cody left. I don't think that's what happened. But they were went down 23% of total viewership. Among 18 to 49, viewership down 25% from last week's 541,000. So we'll have more on that here in a uh, in a few hours. Got to be honest, I thought that NXT number was a lot better than it, it, it probably could have been. And it was a good show, too. It's too bad that that actually happened on a night where they may have had their best night since the whole rebranding. In fact, I think they did have their best night since the rebranding, and, and unfortunately... Nobody saw it. Better than last week, but still a tough road to hoe for them for this week. What's Brian doing after the show, this person asks. Going out of this pool is what I'm doing. After I post these dynamite ratings and shut my Twitter off. Disengage my phone's cellular service. But I will be back tomorrow, everybody. And tonight with Vinny. Have a great day, everybody. Aloha from Hawaii. Don't forget my cameo, Brian Alvarez. Oh, F4W Online. I screwed it up. We're out of here. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 